Welcome to the Foundry Church Podcast, helping you to forge a lifelong reliance on God. To find out more about the Foundry Church or how to get involved, visit us at thefoundrychurch.com. Hey, have you ever met someone who lived what seemed to be like a perfect life? An absolutely perfect life. Everything was always seeming to fall into place. There was no hiccups that they ever experienced. And, and you kind of wondered if anything bad had ever really happened to them. Right? Their, their life appeared flawless. And on top of that, they, they had this faith that seemed just incredibly strong. Right? And even though you may not say it out loud... Right? You're not going to admit this out loud. You found yourself thinking this right here. Right? Of course their faith is strong. Right? We've all been there. Of course their faith is strong. Mine would be too if my whole life happened exactly like I planned. Right? That's it. We find ourselves thinking about that and thinking about that issue with other people. Right? You know the kind of people that I'm talking about, right? right? The, uh, the people who have a an Ivy League education, and then they, they land this great job right after they graduate that pays off all of their student loans for them, or, or the couple who wanted a boy for their first child, and so they had a boy for their first child, and then exactly one year after a job promotion, they wanted uh, two girls, and they happened to have them exactly one and a half years apart, just like they had planned, Right? exactly like they planned. Or it's the, the friend who may never have made the best relationship decisions in their life. Right? They, they never have made those really well, good decisions, but they never seem to have any sort of negative consequence as a result. And so around their 28th birthday, they decided it's time for me to get married. And so they, they find the ideal spouse just like that without even trying. And it happened, right? Just like they planned it would be. Just like that, as a snap of a finger. Or maybe it's, it's the neighbors with the, uh, the perfect kids, the, the perfect house, and the uh, the perfect job and uh, the, that allows them to have the perfect cars and the, the perfect vacations. Or maybe it's the people who uh, always get the attention at work over and over again. Right? We know these kind of peoples, right? From a distance, right, these, these people look like they have it all together. Right? The, the dominoes are just falling in line perfectly. And you wonder, how did they get so stinking lucky, right? How did they get so lucky? But then, but then on the other side of this coin, right, have you really, uh, have you ever really gotten to know somebody who looked like that on the surface, but then once you got to know them, you find out that their lives were a little bit more complicated than you thought, right? We've also know those people, right? There, there was a pain that they experienced when they were younger, right? There was a, a loss that they had to overcome that they never really told anybody about or a hardship that they had to, to get past that no one saw or knew about. And then you realized that their life was just not all that perfect 
at all. Right? You began to realize this, right? It was that they had recovered from whatever blow life had dealt them, right? And they still managed to be okay in the midst of it all, right? They, they got past it. They recovered from it, and they were still okay, right? The, their faith was not a, a byproduct of, of everything having gone well, right? It was a, a product of pain that did not end up defining them. They didn't let it define them, right? They had some pretty great things happen to them, but they had their fair share of hurt and, and tough situations as well. And their faith was formed from both of those sides of the coin. All right, Foundry Church, this is where we are, right? We are in the final weeks of our series of sermons talking about David, the making of a king. And in some ways, right, this, this king, this character in the Bible that we've been looking at, David, seems like his whole life with God is kind of on the easy side, right? It's on the, the right side, right? Maybe even thought of that way about David before, right? I, I know I have. Right? He, he just seems like he's the, the best biblical character that there is. Right? He's the, the best example that's out there. Right? He was picked out of all of his brothers to be the next king after, after being a shepherd. He was a, a war hero after he defeated a giant named Goliath. And his life was spared again and again when the, the previous king, King Saul, lost his, his mind and tried to kill him again and again. Right? Then, when he becomes king, as king, he, he becomes a, a legacy in God's permanent kingdom in the squad of God, if you will, and is forever a part of the lineage of Jesus. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good resume for a guy, right? right? And on the surface, it looks pretty good, right? Who wouldn't enjoy that kind of life? Who want to have a, a faith and a confidence in God when it all turned out the way that it did for David, right? So maybe you found yourself wondering if, if someone in your not-so-perfect circumstances could have a legacy like David, a faith like David, or maybe you thought that if you had been in David's position, right, if you had been in his shoes, it would be a totally different story. But where you are in your life right now, what you're experiencing in your life right now, a faith like his, a, a legacy like his, doesn't seem likely. Right? It doesn't even seem possible. But what if it was, Foundry Church? Right? What if it was? Right, that, is the, that is the challenge that we have, the, the situation that we need to look at and deal with today. You see, in our current series of sermons, right, the past few weeks, we have spent some time getting to know more and more of, of David's story. And in some ways, we've kind of uh, began to zoom in, and we've seen his life was not as perfect as we thought it was. Right? He was picked from his seven brothers to be king. But, but in his position of the youngest, he was overlooked and he was disregarded, right? He wasn't even brought to the original ceremony to be picked 
the next king of Israel. He defeated Goliath, but only because he was not old enough or big enough to be in the army. He was only there that day because he was delivering lunch to his older brothers when he ran into the giant. He was the king and he could do anything that he wanted, but when he took a woman who did not belong to him, he ended up making decisions that cost a man his life, and then he lost the child that he had with Bathsheba that he shared together with her. Right? And then there are the parts of David's story that we haven't even talked about. Like the time that one of his sons raped one of his, his daughters. And then another son tried to overthrow him as king before, before David was, was even near death. Right? And then there was the death of that son after, after they had been estranged from each other for years. Sure, a lot of things went really, really well for David. But listen, a lot of things in his life didn't go well either. They were just straight up messed up. And in spite of all of it, he lived and he left a legacy that was so impactful that even the writers of the New Testament spoke of him. They wrote about him a thousand years after his life because of his legacy. Now, in particular, Luke, the author of the book of Acts in the New Testament, understood something about how David lived his life, right? Acts is a, is a book in the New Testament that tells the story of how God uh, used people to grow the church and to share the gospel of Jesus in the years that immediately followed his death and his resurrection, right? So the beginning of the church... The church that we strive to be like, the church found in the New Testament, is the story of Acts. And the Apostle Paul was one of those people who who God used in this way. And Luke, the author, was writing about Paul. And while Paul was in a city in the region of Antioch, he was speaking to a group of people who lived by the laws of the Old Testament. Right? And these, these were people who were familiar with the rule and the kingship of David. And when, when talking to them, Paul used parts of their, their history, of their, their story to help connect the dots between their past and their present. All right? Paul's goal, this is, this is great, Paul's goal was to help these people see how their history, how their very history pointed to Jesus. Right? And while Paul was speaking, he specifically mentioned the life of David as an integral part of this story. So this morning, let's take a look at the words Paul used to describe David. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to the book of Acts chapter 13. All right? If you don't have a Bible, you can use the Bibles that are in the seats in front of you, and you can take those with you. They are free. Uh, you take those Bibles with you to use, to have, to give away. Um, they're easier to grab from the seats in front of you than, than the one that you're sitting on, but they are free. They are for you. And if you're watching online and you want one, just put that in the comments and we can mail that to you. Or you can scan that little QR code on the back of the chairs and download the free Foundry Burke app. And today's scripture is already up there for you. Acts chapter 13 is where we're going to be. Verses 22 through 23 says this. All right, this is what uh, Paul used, the words he used to describe David. It says, but God removed Saul and replaced him with David, 
a man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do, and it is one of King David's descendants, Jesus, who is God's promised Savior of Israel. Right? There, there are a number of things that Paul could have said about David, right? right? He could have spoken of all the battles and the, the glorious wins on the battlefield, all the, all the victories, or he could have spoken about his, his family, but instead, take a look, right? Paul chose to talk about David's character, his heart, right? right? What set David apart was his heart. And he was a man who was seeking after the very heart of God, the God that he was forging his life on, right? And in other words, the circumstances in his life, the, the good side of the coin, the, the, the everything working outside of the coin, and the, the bad side of the coin, the, the distraught side of the coin, right? And all the circumstances in his life, both the good and the bad, shaped his faith so much, so much that it was his great faith that he became known for. That's what he became known for, not the, the things that went really, really well for him, and not the huge fails, but look, right? He was known for a faith that grew and persisted no matter what the circumstances. No matter what came into his life, he was known for a faith that grew and persisted. A faith in God, right? David made a decision to know God deeply, to forge his life on God. Right? He, he listened carefully to the, to the voice of God, and he made a choice over and, and over again to do what God wanted him to do. Now, did he have some slip-ups? Yes, right? right? He did, right? Some, some big ones. He had some big ones. But David did his best to be more concerned with following God's ways than his own way. Right? He was more concerned with a, a legacy, living a legacy of faith, than a legacy that was based on reacting to the circumstances of his life. Right? When we don't know David's whole story, when we don't know both sides of the coin when it comes to his life, it can look like he had a deep faith in God only because everything went well for him. Right? When we just look at the highlights of his life. But when we know more about him, the pain, the, the heartache, the, the failed relationships, we know that being a man, being a woman after God's own heart wasn't about his circumstances at all. It was about this, right? It was about choosing God over and over again. Choosing God over and over again in the good and in the bad. Guys, the, the thing is, Foundry Church, right? I, I know, right? That's easier said than done, right? That's easy to say on a Sunday morning when we're all together sitting at church, right? 
It's easier said than done. For a lot of us, our heart for God depends way more on our circumstances than we're willing to admit. Right? And just being honest, right? We, we make our lives about what we want rather than what he wants. We make our faith a, a reaction to our life instead of a, a steering of our lives. But then we read the, the story of David, right? And we encounter someone else in our, our day-to-day life who is, who's living according to God's heart, even when things aren't going that well. And we find ourselves considering our own faith and our own circumstances because of that. And it sparks something within us, right? Our, our challenges us to live a little differently, Right, take a look. When that happens, when we, we experience David's story or we see someone in our day-to-day lives, it sparks something and it, it challenges us, and we'll have a choice to make. It will leave us with the choice to be a person whose heart for God is dependent on things going well. Right? Just dependent on things going well, or to be a person who's after God's heart no matter what life brings. That's the choice that we'll be faced with. Right? So sometimes we'll find ourselves stuck between the two. Right? It, it is not always easy to have our, our faith uh, drive our view of life as opposed to having our life <laughs> drive our faith. Right? But, but this is what David did. And it's what created the legacy that he left behind. No matter what he, he did or said, he was all in. David was all in, right? Even when he made a a bad choice and he sinned, he still came back to God, right? He he still knew that forging his life on God was the way to live his best life. Not the easiest life, right? Don't don't get us wrong when we say that, right? He knew that living his best life was a life that was forged on God. Not the easiest of lives, but the right life. A life according to God and his will and his purpose. A life that is rooted in his power and his way and not one of our own. David knew that. And a a thousand years later, that is the very thing that played an integral part in the history of God's people. The, The thing that makes David most notable is what happened to him. I'm sorry, it's not what happened to him, the good or the bad, but it was who he was, right? Right? It is that he was a man after God's own heart, and the same, Foundry Church, right? The the same can be true for you and for me, right? Look, God is more concerned with who we are than what we do, and that starts with the heart, Listen, God is more concerned with who we are than what we do, and that starts with the heart. All right, let's, let's think about it and own it like this. Let's kind of hold it tight like this. Have you ever watched a little kid uh, jump off the diving board for the first time, right? There's videos, there's videos on, uh, on YouTube, right, where the kid just running, and they'll just jump right in, very first time, no fear, nothing, right? They just right in the water, right? And then there's other videos. You might have seen it. There's this one kid. He's on the edge of the diving board, and he's shaking, right? 
right? There's, there's just a difference, right? Right? For some, it's easy. They get a running start, and they just, they just launch themselves like a, like a cannonball out of a cannon into the water. Now, for others, it, it takes a minute, right? Or maybe a couple summers, all right? <laughs> they get on the board, and they, they back up off of it, you know? They're, they're thinking. They stand on the edge. They're looking down. They're wondering, why does it look so much higher from up here than it does down there? But no matter how they approach it, when they decide to jump, right? When they decide to jump into that pool, there's no halfway, right? They either do it or they don't, right? God is waiting for us to jump into faith with him. And that's what it is, right? A faith that counts on him even when things aren't going that well. Even when things seem to be falling apart at the seams, even when it appears like, like everyone else is living this, this perfect life and you're barely hanging on. God wants your whole heart. And that's what we're learning from the life of David. Right? He wants our whole heart. Not to fix everything, but to create a legacy like David's. Right? David chose God's heart and he jumped in. He cannonballed into the water. At some point, right, in his life, David had to decide that what God wanted, the God that he was forging his life on, what God wanted was more important. He decided that whatever God asked him to do, he would do regardless of the cost to himself. He would do what was right, what was maybe the difficult thing instead of the easy thing. He would do what God was calling him to do. That in order to live his best life, he must forge it on God. And when, when life was hard, right? When, 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 when life was difficult because of the choices David made or things done to him, his faith did not waver. He continued to go after God's heart. Right, when we, when we make the decision, Foundry Church, when we make the decision to follow God's heart on the front end, right, when, when things are not all that difficult, when we make that decision, it is easier to make the same decision when we find ourselves in uncomfortable and, and hard and difficult circumstances and situations. Right, David... He, he did not need to decide what to do in the moment because he had made a decision for his life a long time ago. What about you? All right, that's, that's the question. Right? What about us? All right, what is going on in your life right now and what decisions have you made? All right, maybe, maybe you're in a tough spot in your marriage. Maybe you're in a tough spot in your singleness, right? Maybe you're, you're waiting for that baby or you're waiting for that promotion or you're waiting for that diagnosis and everything, and everything feels like it's hanging in the balance as you wait. It feels like who God is and what you believe about him to be true is dependent on how all of Whatever it is, turns out. Or maybe, maybe things aren't that bad, right? 
but they feel less than ideal compared to the, the neighbors across the street who have it all, or your friends whose plans just seem to fall into place, and you think if your life looked just a little bit more like theirs or that, it would be good. But listen, choosing, right, choosing a faith like David's means choosing a faith that doesn't count on your own circumstances or the circumstances of others to grow and to prosper. It means caring more about the, the legacy of your faith than the, the perfection of life circumstances. Right? It, means, it means choosing confidence in God when, even when life does not look like the way that you had it planned out to be. Foundry Church, right? the, the truth is, right? choosing a legacy of faith, no matter what can look like a thousand different things in a hundred of different scenarios, but the, the decision still remains the same. Right, look, will you choose a faith no matter what? Will you choose faith in God, forging your life on God no matter what? Will you choose to forge your life on God no matter what the circumstances are? David had what it took to be king. But he also had exactly what you and I have too. A life that is full of ups and downs, good moments, bad moments, and times when we get it right and everything's hitting on all cylinders and we're rocking it, and then times when we just get it wrong. We just can't get right, right? But in all of it, we, just like David, can have a heart for God. And for him, that changed the trajectory of his life, right? More than any of his circumstances did, right? God loves you and has great plans for your life. God loves you and he has great plans for your life, right? Take, take a look. Well, we are asking God to change our circumstances. God is asking us to change our hearts. That's what we're learning. While we're asking God to change our circumstances, God is asking us to change our hearts. He is waiting for us to take that first step, to, to jump off the diving board, to dive in, fully confident of what God can do. Right? You'll be surprised who you start to become when you are more concerned with who you are than what you do. Look, you, you start... With God's heart. You start with forging your life on him. Getting to know him more and more in your life each and every day. It's hard. It's difficult. Right? It's in part why we call this the foundry church. Right? Take some pounding and, and some effort to forge, to create, to mold, to cast. Right? Our life, a life in God. But when we do, it won't lead us wrong when we start with his heart. Right, this, this is what we're going to do right now. Right, the, I'm going to invite the band to come back up and get situated and get set. 
And we're going we're gonna to see a perfect illustration of jumping in on this Baptism Sunday. And listen, Diana, you can go ahead. She's jumping in. <laughs> she, she's ready. And if you, if you want to jump in on this Baptism Sunday, you can as well. We have everything for you. All right, we have, we have T-shirts and swimming suits and, and towels. All right, you can do that now. Just like we talked about last week, right? Jesus came into this world for us to pay a price that we could not pay, right? Ever since the first human beings, Adam and Eve sinned, and that just means archery term, missing the mark. Ever since they, they missed the mark, we have missed the mark. And we know that. We've all messed up or did something that wasn't, wasn't right or, or, or forged our life on anything but God. And so he sent his son because he wanted to have a relationship with us. He sent his son into this world, Jesus, not to condemn us, but to close the gap. To provide a, a way for us to have eternal life with him, to have our eternal relationship with him. So we, we hear this. And we got to get it from our head down into our hearts, down into our guts. And that's believing it. And, and as scripture says, we repent. We say, Lord, I've been, living, I've been living my life my way and not for you and not for your honor and not for your glory, not uh, with your heart, but my own and my own stupid ways. So we repent of doing that, of missing the mark. And we confess that we want Jesus to be our Lord, that we want him to be our savior that we accept his grace and his truth and his salvation. And we, as it says in Acts, meet him in the waters of baptism for the forgiveness of our sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to do. Just like Deanna, you have that opportunity to dive in, to jump in, to have this faith, to, to, to own it for yourself. So follow the lead of King David as we stand, as we sing. And then as we celebrate with baptism.